Welcome to Super Nerd Podcast, the adventure that brings you the latest nerd news and rumors from movies, TV, entertainment, and sometimes science, you name it. If it is nerdy, we are talking about it. And tonight's main event is the DCU announcement, Nerd Out. I am your host, Austin, and with me as always is the amazing Amanda. Hey. The wild yet elusive Jekka. President. And Burn, Brady Burn. Hello from the great beyond. Hey folks, thanks so much for joining us. First off, we are sorry that we haven't had a podcast in the last few weeks. You know, real life got in the way. And uh, unfortunately, Jekka's grandfather passed away and Brady's mom was in the hospital. And so we wanted to make sure that we just had some time off for that. Um, Jekka, how's the family? Brady, how's your mom? We're we're doing good. We're hanging in there, although my poor mom has a lot of she and her siblings, you know, have a lot to figure out with like wills and houses and what's going on because. My grandma, um, she's in the hospital with like due to a bunch of strokes that are happening. So mm. as far as I know, she's she's doing OK, but we're just kind of like, all right, maybe there'll be another fu- funeral in the near future. We'll oh, see. Um, so but yeah, so so we're hanging in there. I mean, I feel fine now. It was it was nice. We We had the memorial service in my grandpa's house. So that was that was nice. And family all came. So. Yeah. Did you have to travel back home, I guess? I mean, uh, he actually lives in the Bay Area. He lives oh. in Palo Alto. So it was just like a five. I mean, I did drive there simply because right. um, all of my family from Utah was coming out for the funeral. So we needed an extra car as a result. So, yeah, which turned out handy because we were I stayed a few extra days to kind of help go through stuff and kind of clear out the house. And I was able to help my dad run a bunch of e-waste because. Um, my grandfather, he grew up in Hungary behind the Iron Curtain, so he just, like, mm. kept everything. I mean, he had old computers from, like, 70s and 80s kind of thing, like, old stuff. So I was helping my dad run a bunch of e-waste. You just never know when yeah. you're going to need those. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I as I was, like, some of the things I was pulling out, I was like, man... I hope someone from like Stranger Things like finds these because we were just like, we we just wanted to get it out of the house. So we were like, e-waste, someone will find it. Someone will like this vintage stuff. Like we're not going to try to sell it. Like we don't have time for that. I have a good friend who does a uh, retro PC build uh, Twitch channel and she's always finding stuff like that, you know, that people have gotten rid of for similar reasons. Right. So yeah, it'll, it'll find a home. I'm sure. So Brady, how's your mom doing? Uh, you know, she's doing well. I visited her today. She uh, she was in the hospital, but that was just, you know, during the podcast, you know, like the timing. She had to go to the ER. She's She's got some health problems. She's 81. She's a frail 81. And uh, mm. so, you know, she's had to go to the hospital about five times in the past two months. Oh, um, wow. I'm sorry. So, yeah, she's got some health things going on. So, you know, I've been spending – I go out there – at least once a week, sometimes twice. Tried to talk her into moving in here. It wasn't going to happen. So I just do everything I can for, 
you know, for her at her home. So, um, so yeah, she's, she's okay. I mean, you know, that's a relative term, but she's okay. She, I went out and visited her today. She was fine and, and lucid and talking and, you know, getting along on her own. So yeah. Thank you for asking. Yep. Well, let's talk some nerdy stuff. (laughs) Please. I know, I know you guys. Oh, did you want to say something, Amanda? What's nerdy with me? Well, I haven't even asked them what's nerdy with oh, them. Sorry. We're just talking about family stuff. This is what's depressing with you. <laughs> going to watch nerdy with you. Like what? What? How my, are you holding up with life's punches? That's that's what we yeah. just did. How are you my, holding my, up with life's attack? <laughs> my brain is not like the problem is is it, it's the same order as what's nerdy with you. Yes, you did yes, it, yes. And yeah. that's messing with my head. <laughs> Well, I know you have had are going, what is this? <laughs> I, I know you have had some uh you know real life issues going on, but have you guys had any chance to do anything nerdy, Jekka? I do. I did. So okay. um Netflix released I don't know what date exactly. I was like scrolling on Netflix and I found it. It made me happy, but Lockwood and Co. Um I, don't I know what that is. Okay, so Lockwood and Company is pretty much about, um, it's kind of like present day in a way, um, but it's where, like, there's a bunch of ghost hauntings, and the only way to stop the ghosts is with the, is these kids who they can, they have psychic abilities, so they can see the ghosts, they can sense them, all that stuff, so they're the ones on the front lines containing the, trying to fight against the ghost problem. And Lockwood and Co. is like this private, pretty much like ghost exterminator. It's like Ghostbusters meets Supernatural, but with kids as psychics. Like, that's really the best way to summarize it. Anyways, and Lockwood and Co. is is like this agency that's run by a boy. And normally the agencies, the ghost hunting agencies, they're run by like adults. Like, it's a business. But Lockwood and Co., the main character Lockwood... He hits his own agency kind of thing. Um, But it's actually based off a book series, Lockwood and Co. by Jonathan Stroud. And I I love those series. Like those books, they were genuinely the first books I've read that actually scared me. Like, Mm. oh, okay. Jonathan Stroud's a really good writer. Like he's phenomenal. And his books, like there are moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I am genuinely scared right now. And I had trouble sleeping a couple times reading his book. <laughs> so I was excited that Netflix has adapted it into a TV show. And I really want people to watch it because I really want them to finish it. Um, I will say like kind of spoiler alert right there. Um, the first season, I was the first season covers the first two books and I was kind of disappointed in how they handled book one because they covered that in three episodes and then book two was covered in the rest the last five episodes and I was kind of disappointed in that because I love the first one the first one had the scariest moments in it and I felt like they didn't quite do it justice but they but overall this tv show I highly recommend it it's really good I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's so good. And I, I really want Netflix to finish it because, oh, man, what happens later on? Ah! Books four and five? It just gets so crazy, and I just want to see it play out. So You sound like I'm Austin like, talking about Invincible. Oh, just what's coming up in the next parts? Like, that's how I feel with this. So, yeah, I... I'm like, I'm having... I feel like I'm having withdrawals because I'm just like, I want to. Wa- I want more Lockwood & Co., I want to jump in and read the books, but I'm like busy and I'm reading another book that I really want to finish. So 
I'm having this like momentarily like nerd withdrawal syndrome. So that's me. Lockwood and Co. Go watch it. Brady, what have you been doing that's nerdy? Um, well, we finally finally finished Pennyworth uh, oh, on HBO, okay. so we finally <laughs> finished that. They're not going to make a fourth season, which yeah. is really a bummer because we were kind of getting into it. It was a little bit ridiculous. Like I don't know if you remember that show, The Following, um, mm-hmm. which was just crazy ridiculous. But so we finished that, and then last night I watched, uh, uh, finally watched uh, Black Panther two. Finally watched that last night. Okay, um, what did you think? But. Of- um, yeah, it was it was the second one. Um and then we uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it was the second, yeah. It was a great homage to Chadwick Boseman. And there were some <laughs> moments in that movie that were absolute gold. Like when uh what's her name? Angela Bassett, when she delivers that monologue in the throne room um mm, about yes. giving up everything. I mean yeah. it's just like you're transfixed. There's some really good moments. Oh yeah. Moments. Uh, but you know, it was, you know, it was watchable. I won't watch it again, but I mean, you know, it was what it was. They had to rewrite it. You got to give them something, right? Yeah. You know, they, they, they weren't, they didn't have a blank canvas to write Black Panther two and put it out. They had a framework, yeah. which was the loss of Chadwick Boseman and they had to write it within those constraints. Yeah. So with that considered, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but more than anything, you, you guys know that my hobby appetite far outweighs my time. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of a creative. Um, so I've taken up to painting minis again. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a bunch of minis over there. Picked up a few more paints. We've been doing some stuff with is, that. Is this and, for uh, Warhammer? Do we do no, a not, miniature painting competition between Brady and Austin? Uh, I've got four skeletons right here. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good, but it's fun. And I've been looking at yeah. um, some crafting uh, channels that I followed for a while. I'm doing some dungeon tiles from them and that kind of thing. Oh, very so, cool. Just kind of diorama. So anyway, I'm trying to talk my wife into painting minis too, because my wife's not into D and D. She's not in, she's very artistic. My wife is a wonderful artist. She's drawn and painted for years. And I thought, and we don't have any hobbies we do together. And I'm like, that would be a great hobby for us to just, Paint some minis and talk stop. and spend you some time stop together talking. doing that. Stop it! What? Why? Stop it, she doesn't. He doesn't understand. Provide context. Austin yeah. is um, looking at me very pointedly and like yeah, I, my chair closer. I, I paint minis too, uh-huh. and and you're talking about getting your wife to help out. No, Amanda. Amanda, wait, wait, just real quick. Man, what did you do like the last two or three days? What were you doing? I painted a wall. Yes, you were painting. <laughs> well, my whole thing is, you guys in a marriage know how it's a compromise, and I don't want to. Tr- I'm not trying to make my hobby her hobby, right? Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to. I'm not trying to be like, this is my hobby. We should do it, but it is something I think she would enjoy. So, yeah. so I'm. We might experiment with that a little bit and uh, and see if she can enjoy painting some minis. But yeah, that's Austin the that's the big thing. Me. Been been spending some. Uh, and spending some time doing that. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, Amanda, what's nerdy with you? So, I'm really, really excited about this because I'm now going to do this more to my children. It's not, I don't, Austin would not consider this nerdy. <laughs> but. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking I, about. But I introduced my kids to musicals. 
oh. to old Hollywood. Okay. Mm. So, Amanda's a bones led the big parade. Amanda's a big fan of musicals. Okay, and so like I feel like to me there's certain musicals that I would. I was 110. Like, hard nerdy, but yeah, I I classify that as nerdy. Go for it. Yeah, go on. So yeah. I I had them watch um, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. They actually picked that one, and that one, especially in the context of today, is absolutely terribly awfully funny. Why? They, I've never seen it. They, I don't they, they go to town and kidnap women to be their wives in the mountains. Yeah, it's pretty much like oh. a, a bunch of like ah. these seven brothers, and they're like, "We need wives." And they like, yeah, they go into town. And, like these, this is a family that lives like out in the woods, like off to themselves. And they go into Are, town. And they like kidnap all these women. I'm in Texas, so <laughs> how is this yeah. different from reality? <laughs> I mean, that's like government sanctioned around here. <laughs> Okay, and so then I had them watch The Pirates of Penzance, the 1983. Ooh, I've never heard of that one. That one's on YouTube, and it is amazing. That's Amanda's. It is my Amanda and her, all-time favorite. Yeah, Amanda and her family's all-time favorite. 19, the 1983? Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Kevin Klein and Angela Lansbury. Wow. It, it is yeah. a, amazing and it's on youtube you get get amanda and her family in the room and they'll just like out of the blue start singing stuff from it and i'll just endure their presence (laughs) until it's over but see what you don't know is you've actually heard music from the pirates of penzance all of you okay okay um it's in animaniacs it's what is it wait wait don't sing it i wasn't gonna sing it all right but it's actually used so frequently as it, it's embedded in the culture that if you've never seen it, you'll watch it and you'll be like, I know this song. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the song Modern Major General. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I that's from Pirates that of Penzance. That's right. It is. Yes. But it's used frequently in so many different things that unless you know where it's from, you're like, oh, that's a cool song. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I'll just say my favorite part of the song Modern Major General is where he explains that what makes him a modern major general is that he knows a Mauser rifle from a javelin. You know, those are two very different objects. <laughs> but that it makes him a modern major general because he knows the difference. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to move on. Are you going to introduce your kids to any darker ones? Because the ones you listed off, I actually like, do like not Mulan like Rouge? those kind of, I don't like the happy-go-lucky. Yeah. So like Jekyll and Hyde, Moulin Rouge, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Man of La Mancha. Like those are my jam when it comes to musicals. I like the dark musicals. I don't like the happy-go, like Music Man. I can barely stand Music Man. I'll be honest. <laughs> Trouble in River City. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. I want to share. And, and, yes, I want we'll to, get to share. Sweet. Much yes. to the joy of the listener. <laughs> I want to share what's nerdy with me. What's nerdy with you, Austin? I uh, have been getting back into Magic: The Gathering. Ooh. I um, I don't really know what brought this on. I'll be honest with you. Like it just kind of popped up out of nowhere. I think you know, as my kids have started to get older. And they're they're starting to understand some of the uh, you know cooler games. You know it's it's fun it's fun to play these things with them. Like we've been doing, uh, 
you know, D&D with them and some other games. Actually, no, I I know what spurred all this. It's our new, like, gaming area. The, the part of our house is dedicated just to gaming. And so it's, you know, when Amanda and I first got married, we had, we had like, nerdy dreams of, like, owning and running, like, a one-stop nerdy shop. It would be like, you know, uh, you know, customizable card games. It'd be, it'd be, you know, miniatures like Warhammer. It'd be comics. You would have, you would even have its own restaurant. And what I've realized is I'm basically turning the basement into like its own. <laughs> it's I'm turning it into our one-stop nerd shop. And so, so we have a gigantic table completely ready to go at all times for any, any game you want to do D and D board games, you know, Warhammer, and now Magic the Gathering. And so I've started getting back into it a little bit. I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to go as crazy as I did back in, you know, the 90s. But, but it's funny because when I, uh, when I go to out here in Denver, like they have like dedicated, like Magic the Gathering stores, basically. And, and I'll go in there and the game has changed quite a bit since I used to play it. And so I go, so I go in there and I just, I go in there and say, Hey, I want, I want to get back in the game. I haven't farm remembers. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played in about 10 years. And that's, that's just to not make me sound as old as I am. (laughs) Because in reality, Magic the Gathering came out in 1993 I started playing around 1995, and I probably ended around 2001 or 2002. So- I have a, I have about 2,000 cards here from the late 90s, uh, yeah. and we, me and the boys, we still play with old rules because oh, I yeah. learned the new ones. So we just play like it was then. So you know? what, that's kind of what we do. Just what well. I explained to Austin is basically the equivalent of what we're doing is we're playing D and D with first edition rules <laughs> when there's third edition out there. Third edition D&D is kind of bad, though. I, I'm just using it as an example of how, yeah. uh, of how dated we are. No, Nothing no, wrong with that. Yeah. We're, doing, we're doing modern 5e rules for D&D. So. But she's talking about with magic. I'm not talking about no, magic. well, okay, so <laughs> the, the traditional game that you and I know is still there. It's just that they have different formats on top of that. So you, yeah. so people still play what we play, except there's no more mana burn, is what I've learned. Hmm. That's, that's gone. Yeah, surprisingly. So yeah, everybody's looking at me. No more mana burn. You can tap whatever you want now. So tap wow. and go crazy. All right, all right. We're gonna move on. But before we do, before we do, uh, we are not gonna be doing nerd news this week because the Super Bowl is popping out all sorts of awesome trailers and commercials to everything nerdy. We know they always do. And the Super Bowl is uh, going on as we speak, actually. Fourth quarter's <laughs> on my other monitor right here. I know. They just tied it up. I know. They tied it up at 35. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to wait and do nerd news next week because we want to cover everything that's coming out. So we're going to just jump into the main event and there's going to be plenty to talk about because this is a, a pretty big announcement on what's going on in the DCU. Brady, you want to say something? Is there a quandary as far as do you play the intro music for the podcast? Do you play the <laughs> intro music? Do you have to play them both in a row? What's going on no. there? Surprise us. I'm going to play the main event. <laughs> there we go. We had our See you there. On 
Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! The DCU announcement nerd Hey everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm going to tell you about now. So, Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an 8-10 to year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now, this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker, and this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it, and Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there, but this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes We're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. 
Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, whereas Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about. A very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me, and I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. All right, we got a lot to talk about there. <laughs> so we got the most comprehensive look at what DC's plan for the DC universe, not the DCEU that Zack Snyder created, but the brand new kind of reboot DCU. And it's been confirmed that the Flash is really what resets the DC universe. And uh, next week, because I know during the Super Bowl, they released the Flash trailer. We'll have to talk about that uh, next week. But... A whole lot. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. So the MCU has their phases, phase one, phase two, phase three. I kind of like that um, DC is going with an actual title. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. I, I think that's kind of an interesting uh, way of doing it. But I don't know. First impressions. What stuck out to you guys? What 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 caught your attention? What stuck out to me was the Paradise Lost. And that explains why. Wonder Woman went the way of the Dodo, the current incarnation of uh, of Wonder Woman, which, you know, I'll be interested to see that. Um, it's uh, It sounds good. It sounds like it's going to be pretty, uh, uh, it's going to be a pretty good drama. Um, but they're going to have a hard time um, 
finding another Gal Gadot. I mean, she is the perfect Wonder Woman. Yeah. Right? And, but yeah, yeah, that's what's jumped out to me immediately was well, that that must be why Wonder Woman had to go away. Speaking of Paradise Island, since you brought it up, it's interesting that you took that uh, that thought process. I did not take that same thought process because I took this as maybe it's like a kind of a prequel. Not it's gonna it's not gonna take place during the exact same time as all these other uh, DCU projects, mm. and. Um, because I I don't because in par I mean if you think about Paradise Lost I mean they mentioned that you know Wonder Woman's not even like around yet and so if 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 this takes place during the exact same time frame as everything else when they do get around to introducing Wonder Woman what was she gonna be like a four, a four year old when Batman's like in his you know thirties or forties well, or whatever I wonder if they're going to basically do the history of Themyscira and how like yeah. they went into hiding. And and that's that's what I thought, but but nonetheless, if it is a prequel and they don't have Wonder Woman, then yes, I think that directly lines up with what you said, Brady. There's no reason to have Gal Gal Gadot uh, or Gadot, however you want to say her name. Uh, yeah, I'm not still sure. Present, uh, but yeah, Paradise Island. It like one thing that was interesting is like uh, he was mentioning like this is like a kind of a Game of Thrones ish type of TV series. Mighty um, big words. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna tap into some uh, you know deep deep uh, storytelling there. I guess I don't know, Jekka or, or or Brady. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, no, go ahead, Jekka. Um, the one that stood out to me was the Batman one, the Brave and the Bold. Mm. Um, because Damian Wayne being as like Robin, yes, that's a cool story. Like other oh, than yeah. Jason Todd and everything that happens with him, Damian Wayne is the other Robin that I'm like, that's really cool stuff. Because yeah, what um. James Gunn did not mention in his little spiel, spoiler alert, is that Damian Wayne, like, yeah, he's Batman's son and it's with Talia al Ghul, so mm-hmm. Raj al Ghul's daughter. So, yeah, Damian was raised by assassins and then, like... He is an assassin. Yeah, he's an assassin and Bruce takes him on and is like, okay, let me show you how I do things, you know, and so that, that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, the stories with Damian Wayne are always fun, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, my um, favorite... My first thoughts when it came to Damian Wayne is, um, you know, it's it's for for those of us that have read the comics, it's not really that much of a deep cut. But I think for the general population, it would be a deep cut. And I and I wonder, can people wrap their minds around kind of a dark, twisted Robin as opposed to the boy wonder Robin? Because. Because Damian Wade, yeah, I mean he's he's a straight up assassin who just happens to be wearing a Robin costume after he's hanging out with Batman. I mean he is not what you think of when you think of you know uh, you know nineteen sixties you know Batman and Robin TV show with uh, Adam West. Uh, exactly, talking about yeah. a universe that possesses Peacemaker. Well, <laughs> so if you're asking if someone can accept <laughs> that, I think they'll be able to. I mean, yeah. Robin's been well, absent in the in the greater um, storytelling sphere for so long. I think a reinvention of him won't be so difficult to uh, to swallow for the general and, public. And I'd say like Damien using Damien would be a great mm-hmm. way to bring in Robin with like kind of what it sounds like they're going for. But but are they going to have Nightwing at that point? I mean, are they are 
like like where are they going to put things? Are they going to have Dick Grayson turning into Nightwing and all that other stuff? Um, like that'd be nice. Is that the point in the timeline that we're going to start the DCU or like I don't I don't know what they're going to do because Nightwing I love Nightwing. Nightwing's one of my favorite characters. Uh, and if you don't know who Nightwing is, it's it's Dick Grayson, the original Robin. You know, after he leaves Batman and becomes his own thing, you know, basically. Yeah. So I am going to say I really, really appreciated James Gunn mentioning uh, the specific properties that will not be part of the DCU. So that way we could go, okay, we already know and we don't have to speculate about those. Like, like yeah, what? Instead, he mentioned a bunch of stuff we have to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty bold of the DCU that they're already kind of getting into some deep cuts, even for us, like like the Authority. I, I don't know anything about the Authority. The Blue Beetle. I, I can't wait for that one. I, I know I, Blue Beetle. Creature Commandos. I mean, I've never heard of some of these people. I I, I flat out laughed when he said Swamp Thing because my, my field work <laughs> right now is I'm going out in ponds and stuff, and I'm like – I'm a swamp thing right now. Yeah. My field assistant today almost became a swamp thing. Like she almost fell into the pond. Like it was, it was hilarious. So I was like, yeah, I'm a total swamp thing right now. So, so Jacko, kind of when they hire you to scout out for the swamp thing <laughs> locations, let us know. Oh, I have some good ones. I have pretty clean to like pretty nasty. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. So Shazam 2, The Flash, then Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle's actually going to be played by uh, the actor from Cobra Kai. What's his name? The one that broke Starts with an X. Yeah. Oh, Miguel? Yes, Miguel. Oh, okay. Ooh, it's cool. not the actor's name, but... Yes, Zolo yes, yes. or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. The actor that plays Miguel, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we're getting Aquaman oh, 2. Brady? What's that? Yeah, it sounded like you were saying his name and we were just talking over Yeah, it, it sounds... I think it's like Zolo or it, it's an X. Yeah, it's, it's an X. Yeah. Okay. It, it's an X, but I think it's pronounced um, with a W sound. Uh, okay. Because I think it's uh, it, based on how the, his name looks. It looks from a specific area of Mexico that it, I, can, the won I the cannot Super Bowl. pronounce anything. <laughs> wow. What a game. 38 to five. Quite 38 quite to game. 35. 38 to 35. Yes. yes. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, back to the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, the I, I'm interested. So one of the things I'm really bummed about with this is that Black Adam seems to be dead. Yeah, you know? where where did he go? Well, they could be reintroducing it. You know, the one the one thing he did say is Lane Johnson will be like sixty five. But but the one thing they did say is that uh, this is not everything in chapter one gods and monsters he did mention that shazam has kind of been in his own little place so they're able to bring shazam in and black adam is part of shazam yeah and maybe the next shazam movie will be with black adam i don't think it will but we will see we will see Boy, you know, <laughs> when I think about Black Adam and I think about that end credit scene oh with, my uh, gosh. with Henry Cavill Superman showing back up and then like this entire reboot, like it, if 
if that doesn't show the need for a James Gunn like character, now now he made this decision to change it off course, but but a character in place like James Gunn to keep things, you know, on a steady, you know, storyline. I don't I don't know what does. Um I did think it was interesting. Uh so this creature commandos uh it's gonna be animation, but then he immediately went into Waller with Team Peacemaker. Is that going to be live action or is that going to be animation? Like, I I wasn't quite sure what which one he was doing. I got, you know, I didn't even think about that. I got the feeling it was going to be live action, but did? I okay. could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. And I would be excited to see that. I love Viola Davis. You know, Peacemaker is, I mean, that's that's true art right there. <laughs> um, team, They said Team Peacemaker is going to be in it. Yeah. So... And then uh, Superman Legacy, what he's calling the true beginning to the DCU. And uh, from what I've read is that this is going to be the Superman story that pretty much everybody thinks of when they think of Superman. That the, the, you know, uh, truth, justice, and the American way type of Superman. Something that is inspiring um, those around him. And so that comes out July 11th, 2025. That sounds so far away. (laughs) Yeah, it does. When he was rattling off those dates, I'm just like, wow. I mean, 2024, I'm like, that's so next year. (laughs) You know, when when I look at these things, I'm kind of like... I'm already thinking like main event stuff, like which of these are we going to cover? Which of these things are we not? So far, so far we've been covering almost every single uh, MCU Disney plus TV show. And and in all reality, when it first popped up, I, like, I wasn't actually expecting to do that. Like I didn't think we would actually cover every single TV show, but we have. I don't know if I want to cover every single DCU film and TV and every MCU TV you know, film and TV. Yeah. That's that all we'd was, be covering. We're going to have to pick yeah. and choose. Yeah. But so, so what I'm thinking, what might fall to the wayside is the animated TV shows like creature commandos. I don't know if I want to watch that. Yeah. Um, but, but the TV show lanterns. Oh, that one. I've yeah. been wanting to see that one. Sorry. What, got a yawn there that attacked me. That was another one. I was really intrigued as soon as he said it was like about a couple of Green Lanterns. I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Because I don't know a whole lot about the Green Lanterns. Mm. Like, I've seen what I know about them is from like animated Batman animated movies, Justice League a little bit, and then like the uh, everyone says it was a terrible Green Lantern movie, but I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, what, so what, what What do you want to know? I I know stuff about. Well, no, it's just one of those things that's like you know. I was like haven't seen or read a whole lot about them and so i'm like ooh, this is kind of cool like ready to learn more about them and see more about them so yeah no uh so the green lanterns are basically like the uh intergalactic police yeah and, yeah and they uh they all have their own like region of the universe that they protect and so there is a green lantern that protects earth from all the craziness in the universe and that's part of the reason why you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of craziness on Earth. Is because, well, the Green Lantern that protects Earth is doing a good job at it. 
Mm -hmm. I've been around for the past couple of election cycles. <laughs> Their job is to keep us protected from outer space. Yes, not outer ourselves. space, not not ourselves. Exactly. Well, saying you're never really sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a certain someone was very orange to me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I said it for you. Oh, that's funny. Uh, orange is the fear ring, by the way. Ooh, there we go. So, um, no, the, the green, the green lantern series is pretty cool. Uh, because they, uh, they usually only deal with like big gigantic issues that affect the universe. And so you usually get bigger storylines. And so, so when he talked about, you know, they're going to discover some sort of terrifying mystery that, that coincides with the, you know, overall story arc of chapter one, gods and monsters. That made sense to me. The only thing that kind of throws me off though, is that this is a TV show as opposed to a movie. Sometimes TV shows, you know, don't live up to the uh, epicness that a movie provides, but a TV sometimes show, they do. Yeah, so but you know sometimes a TV show provides the extra content if they do it well. So, so I, I'm looking forward to that, especially if they're going to have Hal Jordan and John Stewart, uh, both like like both of them are pretty much like the two main uh, Green Lanterns. Um, let's see here. Oh, oh, go ahead, Jekka. Do you think he's because? Zack Snyder was like aiming towards dark side, right? Mm -hmm. He was kind of like centering his movies and all that stuff to be around dark side. Do you think they're going to go that way? Cause I really would like that dark side. Um, I see a big fight with dark side. I want to see a big fight with dark side on the big screen. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. I think they're, cause that's, I... that's the equivalent of the infinity wars. Yeah, if yeah. I had to make Thanos is like dark side. So if I had to make a prediction, I would say chapter one, gods and monsters, is pretty much just introducing the foundational base of heroes in the universe. Um, and then, but they gotta have we, a baddie. But oh yeah, but I think we might just get like the the introduction like baddies stuff that are like you know like. Like the that, hero's personal bad personal baddies. That's correct. what I kind of call them. Yeah, yeah. Personal, the baddies. personal baddies. Yeah, exactly. I we maybe we'll get hints of what's to come into going into chapter two. I mean, the good the good news is they said they had an eight to ten year plan, so they could they can do that. Um, so then we're gonna have the authority. I don't have a clue what the authority is. I've never heard of it. Some sort, but he said it was a bunch oh, of I super pictures. A bunch of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it no matter what. See, you know, like that to me, I was like, that sounds like, um, oh my gosh, Rajal Ghoul's whole gang. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's, that's what it sounds yeah. like to me, but with superheroes. You know, the Eternals? No, that's it. Was it the League of Assassins? Oh. Rajal yeah. Ghoul's. It was, yeah. it was League of Assassins, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. like that was my first thought when I heard that. I was like, "Oh, it's a superhero version of the League of Assassins." So. Yeah, pretty much. It's maybe, maybe that's a good way of thinking about it. All right, Booster. So then, Paradise Island. We talked about that. Brave and the Bold. Booster Gold. That's going to be fun. I'm telling you. Yeah, that sounded good. 
in the in the video when he was talking about it. I don't know anything about it, but it sounded good. I've read a number of Booster Gold comics, and they're hilarious because it's it it, it really is like this. Yeah, it's kind of a loser from the future who time travels back to like modern day, and he has like you know in the comics at least he has this uh, like futuristic camera that follows him around, and he's really like on a uh, reality TV show that people from the future are watching. And so here's Booster Gold like trying to ham it up, and because he knows what's going to happen, because everything to him is in the past. He knows where to be to like, you know, stop certain crimes and things like that. And so he's he's really this like you like you have to think of like like one of the most like annoying reality TV show people. Uh like an influencer. Yes, maybe. like an influencer. Yes, that's a good way. He's a he's a futuristic influencer who's come back in time and uh it, it actually is really funny. And so I'm looking forward to that as a TV show. What you guys what you guys think of their take on Supergirl? The Supergirl film they're going to do. I don't really I mean I don't really have an opinion, I guess, on that. Yeah, I don't really either. I mean, the one I'm trying there was one comic I read and I remember like Superman and Supergirl in that comic. I can't remember which one it was. It was a long time ago, but like he was having a conversation with her where like I was like, "Oh, she's like He's like trying to help her be a better person kind of thing. So I don't know. Her being like all jaded and all that. I'm like, cool. Awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I'll see it when I see it. No opinion. There you go. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Long story short. Sure. Well, I mean, their their take is that, you know, she is basically, uh, you know, like she basically has like super PTSD from watching her planet blow up. Everybody around her die. I mean, she's going to be kind of a dark and jaded character. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, which means I'll probably really like it. Cause I like those kind of storylines. So <laughs> excellent. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it could be fun. Um, and then lastly, swamp thing. Now I wasn't quite sure what he was. Is this going to be? It's like I tell a, you. They're probably following me around. They're like, ooh, yeah, she's in a she's a swamp thing right now. Is this going to be a DC Elseworlds property versus a DCU property? I don't think so. It sounded to me like it was going to be part of the universe. Now, even though it's kind of separate from some of the other stuff, it'll eventually tie in. Yeah, I uh... like to me. Wasn't there a DC or a, a swamp thing? Live action movie like back in the eighties. Trying to think. Why are you looking at me and asking that? <laughs> yes, there's you, a there's a point swamp thing. Do you feel singled know. out? So, so the answer is yes, but still, why are you looking at me <laughs> I don't and asking? I uh I don't think I've ever seen a swamp thing movie or read a comic book, so I don't I don't know anything about swamp thing. Do you guys know anything about swamp thing? That's a big fat negative. That's why I was able to make my little <laughs> comment because, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about Swamp Thing either. So I guess that will be new to us. Um, you know, for me right now, the Ant Mans of the DCU, and and I use that term to say when when I first heard that the MCU was gonna 
make an Ant-Man movie, I was kind of scratching my head and banging, banging a, you know, hand against my forehead going like, what in the world are they doing with an Ant-Man movie? Like no one wants to watch an Ant-Man movie. And then it turned out to be great. And I like it. And and next week we're actually going to be talking Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Or as, or as Brady likes to refer to it as the Kang movie, Kang one, <laughs> Kang one, the Kang movie. So apparently yes. Swamp Thing has never been on um, a movie or TV show before. No, 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 no. That, that's not it. correct. There's, there's been Swamp Thing TV shows. Yeah, oh, right wait, here. 2019 TV series. 82. Oh my word, that thing looks terrible. A <laughs> 1982 Swamp Thing movie. Maybe we need to do a main event on the 1982 Swamp Thing movie. No! Oh, oh I'm out of town that day. I forgot about uh, that. <laughs> so, so, anyways, Swamp Thing might turn out to be the Ant-Man of the DCU. We'll see. Well, we're going to see how things go, because I think... In a way, <laughs> there was a dig at Marvel. As much as there's a push at DC to make better quality stories instead of just putting something out. Um, I've heard commentary about Quantumania that it's just a very bland story. That That's what I was hearing that critics were mm. had said about it. Not all critics, but some. And Marvel is putting out so much content. Are they really doing quality control on their content? Mm. And um, DCU. DCU, um, as he was talking about it, he said, story is king. That's all that matters. Yeah, uh, one thing that they didn't mention here, but James Gunn has since mentioned, is that uh, the timing of releases is going to be, it's going to alternate movie, TV show, movie, TV show, and there's only going to be one release per quarter. So we're only going to get four DCU properties basically a year, is what it sounded like, uh, from, from the article I read. I... Now I'm very curious if that will, because as I've told you all, I have like Marvel burnout. Like mm-hmm. it, like that to me is where I feel like all the movies just kind of like, they're like meh to me in a way. I'm like, yeah, it was good, but I'm not like super excited about it. Like I was like with the phase one ones. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm like, cause that was my thing. Like when he was announcing all these movies and TV shows planned for the DCU, I was just kind of like, oh boy, so I'm going to get DC burnout now because I was getting Marvel burnout and DC was kind of like a refresher thing for it. Good thing there's Star Wars where I won't get burned out with that. So, and Lord of the Rings. So that's I got the those correct to fall answer, back on. by the way. <laughs> I got those to fall back on and Lockwood yeah. and Co. Yeah. So, all right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know me, I've never been a big DC fan. I just now started really liking Henry Cavill as Superman, which is unfortunate <laughs> for me. Um, well, you, but, get him, you get him um, for Warhammer coming up. That's that's true. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it turns out. I don't have as much of a 
tie with the DC characters, especially not the ones that were mentioned. Right. I always, I mean, I've always thought Batman was the worst superhero ever. Um, so I just, you know, I don't have that much of a tie. That being said, I'm interested to see what he's going to do because obviously even characters I don't particularly care for Batman, um, I can really enjoy their movies. Like the Batman was phenomenal. So yeah, I'm interested to see how that, how that plays out. So I don't know. Jury's out, right? We'll all, we'll all discover together. Yeah. Well said Brady. Well said. I I don't have anything. (laughs) I don't have anything to add to that. I'm like, yes. uh, Of all the things they mentioned, I think I'm most excited for, Booster Gold. <laughs> I, I, I'll admit it. I'm most excited for Booster Gold. I uh, I know Su- Superman, the Brave and the Bold, they're going to be great. We, but we've had we've had those. Not not to say you know I'm not excited for them. I am, but we haven't had a Booster Gold TV series, and I know how good it could potentially be. And uh, I am looking forward to that. I think it will be uh, must see TV, and it's going to be it's going to be a comedy. It's going to be hilarious. Um, And I look forward to that. So. All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us on another adventure of Super Nerd Podcast. Make sure to hit that podcast subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you hear us. You can leave us a review on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we are talking Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So if you get a chance to check it out, make sure to leave us a voicemail with your thoughts on the movie at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast. You can also email us at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us a DM... Give us a like and share and tell a friend about the podcast. But from all of us at Super Nerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friend. Have fun. Catch you later. Farewell.